Hello, Jamsters, and welcome to another edition of the Sun's Jam Session podcast. Now, this is a little different. Matthew and I are trying something new. We're trying the Green Room app from Spotify. It's formerly the Locker Room app, which some of you might have been familiar with. So essentially what we do is through the Spotify Green Room application on our phone, we create a room, we enter it, we tweet out a link, and it's a live audio podcast in which members can raise their hand and speak and give their opinions. And, you know, from there we just kind of, we kind of ramble on this one. So we talk about the Western Conference Game 5 results, looking forward to the Western Conference Game 6. Uh, Justin from Fanning the Flames, so says Jay, joins us at the end, kind of helps us navigate this. So, uh, Justin, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry because I said we didn't know if we were going to put it out as a podcast. <sighs> I kind of did, so uh, for that I'm sorry. Uh, but it's just another way to connect with fans, and I like the, the audio-only format. We generally are going live after games on YouTube and then transferring that it, audio to the format of uh, audio, so this is a little bit more laid back, relaxed. I don't have to click buttons and do a whole live show. We can just sit around and talk suns. So I think Matthew and I have some very good conversations here. So uh, without further ado, if you're with me, let's crack open a beer and drop the beat. figure out how this thing works it's a fun little new conduit for the sun's jam session podcast so uh they have groups like nba's the group that i kind of invite to and then i just tweet out the link and uh it can record the audio so my my game plan is you know i'll, I'll take this audio and probably release it on our youtube channel to our jamster our elite jamsters okay you know what i'm saying so, yeah, that's a good idea. so how how you doing tonight, Matthew? How you feeling? You know, we're we're a day removed from Game Five. So, what are you thinking? Well, uh, this morning I was not very happy. <laughs> I actually showed up at really? work, probably the grumpiest I've ever been. I don't, I just was not in a good <laughs> mood, man. I did not want to talk about it. Uh, some people at work actually listened to the pod last night, and they're just like, "Wow, like." No enthusiasm. Only you, John, though, right? Like, you had it. Everyone else Did was I really, really bummed out. I feel like you sounded great. Like, I was thinking about it today. I'm like, way to go, John, to keep up, like, the tempo, the pace of the pod the whole time. Because we were dragging you down, I feel like, a little bit, especially me. Uh, but, yeah, this morning sucked. But I feel a lot better now, you know? I mean, I don't know what's going to happen next game. But, ah, uh, these games are tough to watch, right? <laughs> It's stressful, you know, I mean, you know, you, you think about it and, and thank you for that. Cause I went back and I listened to the podcast from last night and I go, you know what, just holistically, even though we all kind of started down, I think it was a really good conversation about what was wrong with Phoenix and what was right with the Clippers. And that's okay. I mean, that that's why you play a seven game series, but I'm with you. I, I woke up this morning, still grumpy. I go to work, and for the most part, everybody kind of understands, like, yo, 
they just lost. I probably shouldn't uh, say anything or just kind of like the quick, you know, oh man, well that kind of, that kind of sucked, didn't it? And then I'm in the Mm -hmm. lunchroom today and inside of our lunchroom at work, we still have those like plastic partitions for COVID protocol stuff. And they like hang from the ceiling. Right. So if you push it, it'll like move, you know what I'm saying? It's not like a stationary one that's on a table. And there's one Laker fan who comes in and just goes, how about that Paul George, man? And I was just done. I was done. It was like the thing that set me off. I'm like, I'm like, oh, what do you mean? Push off P? Push off P, the guy who leads with his arm every time like this, and then I just hit the fucking the, – the plastic barrier and got walked out. I was just like – I was like, fucking Lakers fans, man. They they annoy the shit out of me. But, but I'm with you. You know, I think that the challenge mentally as Suns fans for not only the fans but for the players as well is like, realizing that this is a seven game series. And even though we lost that game, we still have the advantage in this series. Now, granted what we saw last night was very, very disheartening because the Clippers did the same thing that they did to Utah in games five and six in that series where they went five out, out hustled them, out game planned them and kept the energy up for the entire 48 minutes. Whereas the Suns did the same thing that they did in game three, where they just came out flat, and that's all it takes in the playoffs. You come out flat for the first five minutes of the game, you're down 20 to five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, and no, honestly, uh, I just think even like with the mismatches with Booker on Morris that kept happening over and over, I honestly think the Suns just thought, you know, he's probably going to miss these shots. I mean, how many times has Morris – really go on a run like that, you know? Never. I think the Suns, when I think about it today, I was thinking, I think the Suns are waiting, of course, for, I think the Clippers to kind of fold. And I think Paul George didn't show up in the first half. Uh, The rest of the team did, but they were making shots they usually don't make. DeMarcus Cousins was doing what he needed to do. And honestly, I just think the Suns thought, like, it's going to go away. We're going to take this lead, and it might be easy. And it's just, it's crazy to say, because they're a professional team, but these teams that come out and do this over and over again every year where they should win a game or whatever, you know, over the more incompetent team, which should have been the Clippers, it just – they the better team like the Suns need to lose and they come back again next game to take over. It just seems like one of those games where they'll get the momentum back, but I'm just like, you have to lose a game and then come out and play the next game. That's just the most frustrating thing, but it happens all the time. It's oh, like yeah. it's something that's going to be around for forever. Well, and what's crazy is it, it almost seemed like this team knew the vibe in that building was going to be fire. And they relied on that to a certain extent to try to assist them in developing energy. And again, when the Clippers came out and punched them right in the face, they didn't respond right away now granted the, the the crowd did its part it got behind them it was fucking raucous in there from what i hear i'm not paying 300 bucks for a ticket to sit in the nosebleeds unless people want to donate uh i'm not gonna do it but yeah. at the same time they relied on that in the first five minutes and like i said man you lose you lose the first five minutes of that game you lose the game it's the playoffs you have to come out 
with that mental mindset that you are ready to take this. It's not going to be given to you. And so, so yeah, I agree with you, man. There was some complacency on the Suns part. You know, even DeAndre Ayton, we love him to death. Uh, but I feel like there was a few plays where it's just like, you know, from a rebounding standpoint, he just wasn't as aggressive as we've seen him in the playoffs thus far. And he had littler guys on him. And he was just kind of like, ah, it's it, it's just out of my reach if I was to go for it. And, and that's one of the things that, scares me obviously is fatigue and you think that that's a narrative that would be applicable to the Clippers because the Clippers are the team that's played what like 18 games in in 38 nights or whatever the stat was because of their their game seven against the Mavs and their game six against Utah you know we had a week off in there but that's also a team when you look at the talent up and down the roster that's been through the grind of the playoffs before and I hate to go down the experience uh, rabbit hole and and that conversation of inexperience could essentially cost the Suns uh, a game or two here in the Western Conference Finals. But it's, I I think it's a valid point. This is a team that knows how to push through. And by this, by the team, I mean the Clippers, they know how to push through those mental and physical barriers because they've been through playoff runs in the past where you, you see Chris Paul, obviously post COVID coming off of, some really fatigue, like, I mean, you, you were saying on the pod yesterday, he looks like Dizzy, doesn't he? Yeah, he honestly, it's really weird, but I was watching, um, they have the ESPN layup line, and it's just, you know, focusing on the players, and usually before the players come out, they show the fans and stuff, but they showed CP3, and he was just dribbling, like, at the free throw line, like, back and forth. It looked yeah. like he was, like, looking for some kind of balance, I don't know what it was, but it just seemed off. The way he looked on his face is like when you wake up in the morning or you're sick, you have a cold, and you're walking over to the medicine cabinet, and you just had that look on your face of disgust, and you know you feel like shit. That's what it looks like on his face. He doesn't he doesn't feel right. I know he's not playing as great, even though his stats are pretty good, but you can just know something's off with him and the way he looks. I don't know if it's like something dizzy, equilibrium, or something like that. I just that's just something I thought about. But yeah, you were talking about. Um, the Clippers, you know, the experience. And honestly, when you do think about it, they have a lot more to lose this postseason than the Suns do, right? I mean, Kawhi, Paul George. I mean, Paul George signed. But Kawhi, who knows what yeah. he's going to do. You know, he, he's not going to play in the playoffs probably at all. But if they lose this series, then it's like, you know, all this, all this – of course, everyone's talking about this. But everything they invested in this team is basically, you know, it might – go away it might change up but you know the Suns team even if, they, even if we lose a series I'm not saying we're going to I'm just saying even if we do or even losing the finals like this team's gonna be back next year like Chris Paul's gonna restructure his contract we're gonna have the same players uh, it might suck but we went way further than we thought but the Clippers themselves even though Sabrina Merchant talked about on the last podcast a couple podcasts ago like it's a successful season for the Clippers I think it's successful if they win a championship and uh, you know what I mean? I just, I think that was the next step for them this year. And it, it, I don't know if it's going to happen, but they have a lot more to lose this off season. Well, and that was the preseason guesstimation, if you will, going into last season that with Kawhi, with Paul George, they would be title contenders or winning or, or you know, at least going further in the playoffs than they did. And this season, they was a little more tempered expectations but they were still expectations so yeah when sabrina was on our podcast and she said that it, you know they're on borrowed money i guess relative to Kawhi leonard being hurt i can see that but i'm with you 
like it's it's all or nothing for the Clippers this year because Kawhi Leonard's a free agent and you don't know what the fuck that guy's gonna do. That guy is the Kaiser Sose of NBA players. <laughs> like poof, he's gone. You don't know where he went. Yeah. What's going on with him? You know. So for them, it's got to be all or nothing. And you can feel a lot of those players. They know it. Like this is their best chance. And I'm not saying that the Suns are going to be perennial Western Conference uh, participants every year, but this is the start of our our window. We've opened the window. Whereas for the Clippers, it's slowly starting to shut. And again, you know, you push a team into a corner that's been pushed into a corner numerous times in this postseason, and we, and they're going to fight. They're going to they're they're junkyard dogs. You got to give it to the Clippers, man. They are a pesky, annoying defensive team. Uh, they remind me on defense a lot like the Spurs of those seven seconds or less era teams. They just they know how to take the Suns out of their rhythm, and I think that that's the challenge. And as we look towards Game Six on this. Western Conference Finals Game Six pre jam on our what, what what's this app called Green Green Room yeah. Green Room Spotify <laughs> Green Room we thank we thank the jamsters who are hanging out with us and listening to us you know which we're trying this out giving this a go another opportunity for us to just kind of sit around and talk sons you know it, it, if you followed us for any period of time you know that Matthew and I have not shy to sit around and just talk sons. It's almost funny because, again, at work, when people try to talk sons with me, I'm like, listen, dude, just subscribe to the podcast. Anything I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm just going to regurgitate from yeah. last night. So, yeah. Uh, but it's, but we, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> subscribe, donate, do all that fun stuff. <laughs> but if you look at game six, that's the question I got for you, Matthew, is what adjustments does Monty have to make? And what adjustments do you think Ty Lue's going to make? I feel like. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you kind of navigate that as I kind of put together what my thoughts are. Okay. Uh, first on Ty Lue, I mean, I feel like he is uh, – before last game, I heard an interview. They were talking about Zubac and basically, like, his injury. And Ty Lue's like, oh, he'll be out for game five, but he'll be back for next game, basically. Like, he'll, he might be back. I'm like, oh, man, this guy is confident. Like, he seems like a confident coach. And someone that this team, even with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, Paul George is not really like a prima donna or anything like that, but he is someone that is a superstar. And I think Ty Lue as a leader on that team is really big. You know, coaching never gets talked about enough. I think Ty Lue has. I think, what is it, Kendrick Perkins said something about him being the best coach or something. But he he's absolutely done a great job with Justice and all that. The only thing for the Suns, I'm just looking for Aiden to go out and play crazy. And you talked about earlier – um, just little people. He's had trouble all year long with like the little lineups. Every time we would go into a game, it's like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna dominate, and he never did. He has a hard time stepping around them, trying to feel himself out on the floor. I mean, he had um, he had that one box out charge that he I don't know who it was against. I think it was Paul George in the paint. He no, was it was Morris. Morris. Okay, he so he stuck out that big booty right into his his thigh. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I see what he was trying to do, but I don't think he knows how to really perform around these guys. And the Suns' trust with him still is something you won't see probably till next season to where I think they'll they'll have a better understanding of what he can do and he'll learn more. Right now, it's just basically like, Aiden, if you give effort, you know, you're going to get those rebounds. You're going to do it just enough to get us over the hump like he has been. That's the one adjustment. And then, honestly, I mean, adjustments, plays, whatever you want to do, I don't know anything about that, but – Mikel Bridges, too, needs to step up a little bit and just get to the rim, all right? The three-pointers, it's great. You can make one or two, maybe. But just get to the rim, man. Be a finisher. Be the guy that 
you were at the end of the season, even in this playoffs, even against the Denver Nuggets. Like, he was getting to the rim a few times. He was able to cut, like, be that confident player that you were at that time. He needs to – and I was thinking today, too, really quick, uh, Aiden and Mikel Bridge is, like, the two nicest guys out of that draft, right? <laughs> we have the two nicest guys, <laughs> I feel like, out of that draft. But they both just need to step up and just play aggressively. That would be a fun pod to do. Maybe we'll do that in the offseason where we take the 2018 draft and we rank them like top 10 nicest to the biggest prick. You know, like, <laughs> you, you got to say like Trey Young is probably the pretty biggest prick on uh, coming uh, out of that draft just because he has to be. Like he carries a chip on his shoulder, right? Yeah, I mean, he's a littler guy, right? You have to have yeah. yeah, compared to those, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, looking at game six, it, it's going to be interesting to see what Ty Lube does. Because what he did in game five was successful. So you would think that he would run out the same strategy. But at the same time, he's got to kind of, you know, this is the game within the game within the game. It's the inception of adjustments by game six. The other side of that thought process is like, well, we threw this specific type of defense and offense at the Suns in game five. I know that they're going to make adjustments, so I have to have adjustments ready for their adjustments if that makes any sense so you know the adjustments that worked for him in game five was a lot of zone and we saw the suns not execute properly in the zone the, w- the way to be in the zone is you take your big and you put him at the top of the key or a little bit in the paint and you pass to him and then from there as the defense collapses he can pick apart he can either turn around take it to the hoop or try to pick apart via passes uh who is open and you have an opportunity to be successful. They didn't do that at all. They tried to pin Aiton down on the left block, and then they'd rotate the ball to the right side, and now Aiton's on the weak side of the play, and you know, vice versa. They'd go left, he'd go right. It was kind of frustrating. And again, you know, Aiton's an elite. I wouldn't say elite, but he's an above-average passer for a big. Yeah, he is. So, so he is. So you have to try to get him the ball and allow him an opportunity to do one of two things. You know, you know the the point five second mantra that Monty Williams preaches. Either you pass the ball, you shoot the ball, or you drive the ball. And if, if he has that philosophy, you're going to be quicker than the defense. Because the thing that makes the clip when the Clippers go five out and they go they go smaller, that makes them more athletic. That makes them uh, faster on closeouts as well, and it allows them to play the passing lanes better. And that's what we saw. We had 14 turnovers last night, led to 23 points for the Clippers. You need to try to beat that zone when they throw it. And I think that, you know, it, it was a genius move by Lou. Throw some zone at the Suns, see if they can handle it. And we couldn't handle it at times. You know, there were times where that's why you saw a lot of the ISO book and book just going to the rim because that's one way to beat the, the zone. If you have a slower guy on you and you can beat him off the dribble, then do it. But the difference is when he does that, he needs to learn to kick and, and know and see how that zone is rotating around him. And then to your point with Mikhail Bridges, with the with Jay Crowder, when he does get you open shots, you need to knock those down. And that's what killed the Suns. And honestly, it's killed them all series. I mean, you and I have watched every game this season. We've covered them. We've gone live after every game. This stretch of Suns basketball has been really tough to watch because they have no true rhythm in their offense. And in the first couple games in the series, they were really spunky and – had the ability to read the switches properly on defense and close out properly to the point where it pestered and annoyed the Los Angeles Clippers. 
And now those legs are getting a little bit tired. Now all these teams know each other. And the Suns are almost afraid to throw a double at Paul George. Because if you throw a double at Paul George, he's going to pass it around, pass, pass, wide open Terrence Mann, three. If you have Booker on the block against Marcus Morris and he's backing him down and you try to throw Mikael Bridges coming on a double on the weak side, again, Terrence Mann or Reggie Jackson or Nicholas Batum are standing wide open and you're going to give up an opportunity for a three. So the Suns are trying to stay home. That's all well and good if you can stop them or or if you can execute your offense on the other side. And again, I just – I think that's why a lot of Suns fans are, are feeling like we did this morning going into work, just grumpy. Because what we saw last night is a recipe that could be – it could be a rinse and repeat tomorrow night, don't you think? Yeah, it could be. And honestly, uh, those three-pointers, whenever they – even if it wasn't just a dish off a, off a, a double or anything like that, anytime the Clippers shoot the three, I mean – You've said it over and over how great they are shooting with you. <laughs> so yeah. I I do not I do not look at the TV. I can't. Every time they put up a three, <laughs> especially if they're on a run, I just look the other way, and I'm just like it's gonna go in. That's how confident I am that they're gonna make it. And it sucks to say that, but it, it just I don't want them to. Even if they're covered, even if the guy's hands in their face, there's no aggression going over the screens to do anything crazy. I mean, they abuse book a lot in the last game. But just anytime they're shooting the three, it sucks. And you're talking about the zone. Yeah, I mean, Chris Paul, when he would come down, it, he would just get stuck so many times, right, in our offense, trying to figure out what to do. No one's moving. No one's cutting. Yeah, He was there with the ball a lot of the times and have nowhere to go, you know. And there's a few times – I think there was one alley-oop pass he did to the DA in the third quarter, and it was not a very pretty pass at all. And I don't know how it made over – whoever was defending Gaten, but it's just like when all else fails, that's what I feel like you got to do. I feel like those, the law passes, the passes to Aiden in the paint need to come more rapidly. It's better than anything else that's really happening offensively, especially when you're just getting stuck with the ball, playing ISO, just give it to the big man, see if he can pass and find guys. Cause like you said, he's a good passer. He'll end up being an elite passer. Um, but right now he's very good. He can throw him. He can throw whistles, dude. Well, again, like if you're passing to him, even if you're trying those lobs and you're getting them down on the block, the defense naturally is going to collapse, which opens up opportunity on the outside so your guys can knock down shots or at least have an opportunity to. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, here's here's my curveball at you, okay? I'm, I'm writing the game preview for game six for Bright Side of the Sun. I'm the one who is covering the game for Bright Side. And I, just so you're aware, I covered game six against the Lakers and we won that game. So I'm hoping that brings us some good oh, luck. Very nice. Very nice. So as I'm looking at it, here's my curveball. Why not start, start Tory Craig? Oh. <laughs> and here's why. Over Mikhail? No, over Jay Crowder. Oh, Jay Crowder. Okay. Okay. Because Mikhail's versatility is big. And I think that Tory Craig, you look at his numbers when he's guarding Paul George. And again, you can't stop Paul George. The only, the only person who can stop Paul George is Paul George. If you can get into his head, if you can force him into certain areas of the court, you you have an opportunity to maybe get him to miss some shots and then he can kind of get in his own head. But if you look at it, for 17.5 possessions this series and five and a half total minutes of playing time, Tory Craig was on Paul George. 
Paul George is two for eight with Torrey Craig on him. You look at a lot of the other numbers, he's smoking people. He's smoking McHale. He's smoking Jay Crowder. But Torrey Craig has the physicality, has the length, and has the aggressiveness to get him off of his spots and pester him. And and you know the the obvious you know kind of retort to that is does it matter the the Clippers are going to try to switch and get him into the matchup that he wants. You can fight through screens and you can try to pester him. And I think that that's something we really need to focus on. Looking at Paul George, the place that you don't want him shooting on the on the court is the right shoulder. From the mid range to three point land, he's shooting like forty eight percent in the series. And the majority of his shots are coming from the right mid-range and that right shoulder uh, uh, three-pointer where it's, you know, kind of the three-quarter view. If you push him to the left, his numbers drop dramatically. So if you can force him left and not allow him to have a a run at the rim, force him into the mid-range or behind three, guess what? He's going to start to throw up some of those bricks because he's shooting like 20% from out there. So the same spots that he likes on the right side, he's not as good on the left side. Whatever it is, he's symbiotic with that shot on the right side. So force him left. And again, that's what you can try to do to get him out of rhythm. And and I don't think that Mikhail can do it with his physicality because Paul George is going to do what he can you know, to get through him. But if you have Torrey Craig, I really think that that could be a strategy that would be successful to try to move Paul George off of his normal spots. So what do you think? Should the Suns start Torrey Craig tomorrow? Or am I just crazy? Um. <laughs> You're not crazy. I mean, if it was a desperate I mean, because Jay Crowder ain't hitting shit. <laughs> no, he's not. And I'm, I'm, so there's two things. Like, if you, if you were to sit Jay Crowder, this is the one game, right, he comes out, <laughs> you know, and just hits his threes. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, like, it was like, oh, you want to sit Jay Crowder? Oh, he hits six threes next game. Like, what were you thinking? Yeah, I, That's what's going to happen. Yeah, I hear you. But I hear you. Honestly, um, I like it. If the Suns were down 3-1, if they had to try something else to stop, Paul George, or they're down 3-2. I just, maybe it's something you switched up. You know, you do what Tyler does, but Tyler had the injury, so he has to go through his lineups and change things up because of the injuries. But right now, the way the Suns are playing, it's just like, finish out the rest of the season with this starting lineup. And I like the Torrey Craig thing. I think you could bring him in later in the game, second half. But I just think right now, just don't mess with the starting lineup. If you were to replace Jay Crowder, Maybe you replace him with someone like Camp Johnson, who is just lights out right now, right? He's a guy who honestly is a spark off the bench. He's probably the guy I trust the most right now to have the ball in his hands, not to be a playmaker, but to make something happen. Maybe with the pass, he's running off the ball. He's doing everything that he needs to do. And he's that's cutting. a guy, yeah, he's doing whatever. Like he, he, it looks like a different guy out there. I mean, when we went through this down the season, Remember at the end of the season, he could have hit one three. I don't even know if it leaked into the Lakers playoff series. I forget. But he couldn't even hit a three. Now he's just like, he's a new man out there. He looks bigger. He's using his body. He's doing a lot more out there. He will be our starting power, power forward, right, going next year, I think. <laughs> like, he, he's earning that spot. I just think that right now, though, you just have to stay with this lineup. And I'm telling you, all it is is the energy. And if the Suns go down like 10 to 2 again, call a timeout. Do something like that. I just I love uh, Tory Craig, but I don't want to put him in the starting lineup right now. Well, I think I think you're probably right, and I thank you for, like. for for bringing me back to reality. But I think it's definitely apparent that it's it's no more no more Nader. 
Nader needs oh, to go. But so you Tory know Craig is the guy who and gets He's still going to get minutes, too. Yeah, but he shouldn't. I know he, he shouldn't. shouldn't. He doesn't do anything exceptional. He's one, of, he's one of those guys. What's that? I just said 100% of Suns fans would tell you, don't play him. So that means he'll get minutes. He well, he's one of those guys who does a lot of little things good, but nothing well, or nothing like uh, great. You know, like Cam Johnson's a guy who can kind of do a little everything pretty well, but he's a great three point shooter. And Jay Crowder like is you know great at physicality. You know, he's not necessarily somebody you want driving to the rim. Like Abdel Nader like can drive to the rim, but he can't finish. Like he can shoot threes, but not consistently. Like he has length, but he's not really good defensively. So I mean, yeah, I think that. Abdel Nader, especially after having three and a half months off, like, dude, kick it on the bench. Let Torrey Craig get those minutes. He's more physical. He can grab the rebounds because that's one thing Abdel Nader doesn't do really. I want to say he, he doesn't seek the rebound the way that Torrey Craig does. So uh, yeah, any, final, okay. any, any final thoughts and what's your prediction for tomorrow? Oh, we're doing 30 minutes on this thing? Yeah, we're not doing an hour. Come okay. on, man. I got shit to do. <laughs> um. Yeah, so predictions for tomorrow. I'm just throwing this out there. I'm going to kind of do the thing with L.A., the Lakers. I think the Suns get blown out. <laughs> all right, I'll just leave it at that. I'm not, okay, so you're saying right. Suns in seven. <laughs> yeah, there's always a guy in our chat, every YouTube. We see, I see you out there saying, remember the, remember Matthew picked the Lakers. And uh, <laughs> right now I'm saying the Clippers, all right? <laughs> okay, well, I, I'm, I'm confident that it's Suns in six. I said that before the series began, so I'm going to stick with that. Uh, I really, I really think that the, this team has shown us time and time again that they are resilient and they have the ability to bounce back. And although this series has been ugly, don't get me wrong, it's been an ugly series. Like if we win this series, we earn this series. I don't care what anybody says out there. We earn this series, and the other side is going to be a lot easier. You saw that Giannis injury tonight, right? Yeah, it's I did. It's, uh, I hate this. I mean, yeah. you had Trey Young, and I don't know, man. It's I mean, who even watched the game tonight, anyways? I know Trey Young was Yeah, I know, but like I feel like a lot of even Twitter people were like, "Oh, I didn't watch against because like you know it's not really appealing." You know, Trey's not playing, and now Giannis. It's like it sucks. I mean, it's it's, it, it's very mucked up finals, on the Eastern Conference side. I love Giannis so, too. Giannis is like I do too, man. I love yeah, watching I, him play. Yeah, so we, we're going to be robbed of that. But, you know, that being said, the resiliency of this team, if they can somehow pull this out tomorrow, which I think they will, we could be talking about a championship here in Phoenix. So uh, is there anybody in this room, this green room on Spotify, who's got any questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, ideas, if you want to say something, just go ahead and hit that request. Uh, if not, we'll bounce out of here. Um, again, this is something new that we're trying. So thanks for hanging out with the Suns Jam Session podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review. Stop by our YouTube page. Subscribe there. Hit the thumbs up on all of our content. You know that we go live after every show. So uh, anybody got anything they want to say? Suns in eight. Suns in 33. I said that to somebody today. They're like, oh, what do you think about the Suns? I'm like, oh, I think they'll win in 33. Like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> So, no, I, really quick, well, our uh, 200th episode was last episode, and it should have been. I you know, know. it should have been. Well, well, and he, here's what's funny is our 187th episode is when we beat the Lakers, 187. Like, we murdered the Lakers in game six, 
and it was like appropriate. I'm like, oh my god, our 200th episode could be the one where we clinch to go to the finals. Like, it's perfect. And then like yesterday yeah. happened. Yesterday from start to finish was just a shitty day personally for me. And like, I just I knew that the Suns were going to lose just based on the way that the, my day was going. I'm like, oh, I'm having a shitty day. I know what'll I know what'll top this off. A fucking horrible showing by the Suns. Thanks, Suns. You got it. And you got it. So, so, oh, hey, look at this. Look at this guy. Hey, what's that up, man? Boys, 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 boys. What do you think of this green room I, shit? I, I think this is fantastic because I'm laying on my couch right now, and I, know, I just hopped in this, and I'm bed. like, I'm just going to talk to them. You sound I'm going to talk to them. Yeah, you sound you, – you, and actually that was one reason why I wanted to chime in, frankly. You sound very relaxed, almost a little too relaxed, kind of disturbingly relaxed. But fine. Hey, I, I actually put on shorts. <laughs> so. To be safe. I yeah, like I that. I appreciate that. If you recorded or not? So. Oh yeah. So you, what are thoughts you are, going, there, are you guys? Justin? Are you guys putting? Is this a pod? Like, are you guys actually putting this out? So <laughs> what I think I'm going to do with the audio is I'm going to uh, scrape the audio and then put it to a video on YouTube and just have it for our elite jamsters. I'm going to try that first before actually releasing it as a podcast. Gotcha. No, I was just curious because then I'll actually, you know, (laughs) give quality analysis. Uh, Or do something. Uh, Maybe be be a little, little, I'm getting yelled at by my wife because I'm in our house and I'm keeping our kid up. See, that is exactly the type of thing that, That's exactly the reason why I asked if you're going to make this a pod, because if you were, this would be super weird to happen on that podcast. But no, um, that's that's part no, of the course for fanning the flame. Here, here's the thing, dude. Look, I'll, I'll say one quick thing, because I don't want to get yelled at again. That was once. That's enough for one night. Um, dude, we're fine. Suns are good. We good. We're going to go. We're going to close out you're tomorrow. Chill? I'm so chill, dude. I'm so chill. Super chill. Because at the end of the day... I think the talent is going to win out. I think our team has more talent. And look, think about the character of this squad. Think about what we've seen them do all year after tough losses. This team is not going to come out tomorrow after getting punched in the mouth by the fucking Clippers yesterday and let them do it again. That's all. I believe you. Okay. I, I'm I concur. I, I mean, I mean. It's, oh, I love it. Look, my job, my work here is done. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go try to get Dan Duarte to calm down now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, fellas. Hey, this is cool, guys. I love this. I love this a lot. In fact, things, man. You I know might, how we roll. I might. I might tell Paul we should do this because it makes it'll make it even easier for us to be more lazy about our podcast. Like we won't even like we just hop on our phone and start yapping. This is great. I mean, you well, guys, nice you guys thing. use it in a positive way. We're gonna use it just as a waste of time. <laughs> but the but the other nice thing is like we do the live podcast on YouTube mm-hmm. and it's great because you can interact with the fans of the show and of the Suns but it's like through chat like this yeah. way if somebody's got something they want to say they can request we can bring them on it's a whole like new segment so this yeah. might be an evolution in the podcast I don't know we'll see what yeah. happens who, who knows I mean I mean it, it, it just remember how the first uh, Zoom meetup went, and 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 be be leery <laughs> and wary of that, and learn from my mistakes. Yes. Well, you already yes, have so without the video availability here, so you you're one step See? ahead. See, that's all right, boys. Hey, all love right, you, boys. Sons. sons and six. Yes, sir. All right, fellas. I'm gonna keep Take listening. Though. I'm just gonna stop yelling. Oh, well, right, we're gonna we're, we're out of we're, here. Yeah, we're getting ready to end this thing. 
Yeah, okay. This is, so, <laughs> thank you, everybody, uh, for right, joining boys. us. Uh, you can listen to Justin. He's on Fanning the Flames podcast. You can listen to us at Suns Jam on Instagram, Twitter, and we are the uh, we're both on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network. So make sure you subscribe, rate, and review there, and stop by our YouTube page. Just search Suns Jam. Matthew, any final words before we bounce? Uh, do I say the thing? Go home and love your family. Of course, why not? Yeah, do it one more time. time. All right. Well, good night, everybody, and go Suns, <laughs> Suns, and Six. Yeah. See you. Yeehaw.